Hallelujah. Say, I'm grateful for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. It says, What is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? What, are, what, a, what a concept. I, I see this as kind of like a conversation in heaven. I, I, it's a conversation, I believe, with angels. And they're looking down at God's creation. And they're asking this question saying, what is man that you're mindful of him? You know what? God is mindful of you. You are on the father's mind. We just sung sung that song, oh, the blood of Jesus. Crimson blood. No greater that saved someone like me. Why? Because you were on his mind. What is man? What? What is man? What? Why? Why are God? Why are you so into them? I just see this as a conversation, like locker room conversation, you know, just, you know, the, 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 uh, where all the employees hang out and talk. And I just get this idea that angels are having, they're like, what is this thing that he calls man, that he's mindful of him? And I think he goes, but not only that, but he wants to visit them. What is man that you're mindful of them or the son of man that you would visit them? The word visit or visitation means this. It means it means to come near and rest upon for a goal or a purpose. See, when God visits and God, when God shows up, he doesn't show up just to show up. But it's always with a purpose. Can be seated for just a little while. See where the service goes. I mean, y'all can stay there or sit down, whatever y'all want to do. But don't go too far. Hallelujah! What is man? What is man that you'd care for him? That you're mindful of him? The son of man that you'd visit him? I mean, he, he wants to hang out with them. I mean, wow. God wants to hang out with you. Are you good company? He, he wants to hang out with you. He's looking to visit you. He wants to come upon, come upon he wants to come into, and he wants to rest upon because there's a he has a purpose and it's always to change us
It's always to reveal things to us. It's to make us more like Jesus. It's to speak to us about our destiny, our purposes, our purpose. It's to give us direction. It's to bring healing. Where things are broken, he wants to mend it. Jesus doesn't show up just to show up. He comes upon and rests upon with a purpose. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 68. Luke chapter 1, verse 68. You all are so quiet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says, Blessed is the Lord, God of Israel. For he has visited. Remember he visits. But he always visits with a purpose. So what was this particular visitation all about? Blessed is the Lord God of Israel. For he has visited. And redeemed. His people. See the visit. Wasn't just to show up somewhere. But it was to redeem his people. Zephaniah writes, and you don't need to turn there, but in, uh, I think it's Zephaniah 2, verse 7, it says, God shall visit them. God shall visit them for their relief and restore them from their captivity. So when God visits, it's not just to show up. But the point that Zephaniah was prophesying about was that he would show up with the intent to bring relief and to restore the people that are in captivity. How many people know that, that God, we need God to show up in our communities? Uh, Deborah, come up here real quick. I wasn't planning on doing this, but... Put you on your spot. Yeah, put you on the spot. You know, my heart went out to really our entire community for what happened a couple days ago in Como. Como is the city of Fort Worth. And if you didn't know, there was a shooting at Como Fest and 11 people were shot. And three were killed, eight were injured. And this is, this is, this is the community she prays for. This is, this is the area she lives in. So it's an area we live in. This is, this is our city. This is our city. And so, Father, we lift up the city of Fort Worth. And we lift up the entire community. And we say Como like it's another part of Fort Worth. It's Fort Worth. Lord, one, we just, 
Lord, speak healing into that community. Lord, we speak wisdom and power and authority in the midst of this situation. Lord, right now, visit the families and that entire community with a move of heaven. Because when you show up, you bring rest, you bring relief, you bring strength. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our entire community. And we declare, Satan, you are under our feet. Move among the ministers in that community. To where they will step into preaching the gospel. Preaching the word of God. Manifest in the city of Fort Worth, Lord, in this hour. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Blessed be the Lord God who visits and redeems his people. If we keep reading the same chapter, if you get over to verse. Let's see, verse 76, uh, actually verse 77, it says, To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God. Oh, wait a minute, hold on. Yes, Lord, I'll go back. Blessed, this is back to verse 68. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised, now listen, he has raised up a horn of salvation. He has raised up. I mean, this is something that's already happened. He's raised up a horn of salvation. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. That we should be saved from our enemies. And from the hand of all who hate us. That we saved from the hand of our enemies. So this salvation that was going to be raised up, he would be one that would save us from our enemies and and, and the hand against all those who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. Now let's look at verse 78, 77. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the mercy, tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. It's, not, it's, it's always with a purpose. What is the purpose? To guide our feet into a way of peace. It actually says to give light unto those who sit in darkness. And to guide our feet into a way of peace. So when God visits, it's always with a purpose. Whether it's relief, whether it's restoration, whether it's delivering from captivity, 
Whether it's, it's, it's bringing strength and salvation, bringing about the fulfillment of what God has promised. Whether it's the day spring on high visiting us to give light and to give peace. See, that's what happens when God manifests in your personal time. This is what happens when God manifests in our corporate times of worship. This is what happens when the word of God is going forth. God is manifesting and he's bringing something to pass. He's doing a work in you, doing a work on you. When Jesus ministered the word, it said, as he taught the word, it said the power of the Lord was present to heal. Meaning as Jesus was ministering, the presence of God was there and it was there for a purpose. His visitation. A number of years ago, I was at a, um, it was at, it was a believers convention. I don't remember what year. It was a number of years ago. And I remember specifically, there were some things I had to do and, and, and I, I almost didn't go, but the Lord says, I want you to go. And so, so I went and, um, I can't remember everything I had happening at that time, but I remember, um, uh, I was standing backstage and I was watching the monitor and, and the Lord said, said, there's something I, I, I want you to receive. And, and when you receive it, you'll know it and you can leave. So I'm, I'm staying there. I, you know, they went through worship. They went through a number of things. And, and uh, Jesse Duplantis was ministering. And um, I don't even think it was a, it was a night meeting. Uh, it was like one ones during the day. And, and all of a sudden he stopped what he was doing. And he spoke this by the Holy Spirit. And he said this. The Lord would say unto this congregation and all those listening. That the rest of this year in heaven will be known as, of heaven and earth will be known as days of visitation. And it just, it just struck me and the Lord said, said, that's it, you can go. I mean, he said, he said these other, these three other things and then he said, you can go. And this is what the Lord said through him. He goes, I will go where I'm welcomed. I will come where I'm believed. And I will show up where people stand up for me. And the Lord said, you can go. And as I was just seeking the Lord about what to share tonight, this afternoon, the Lord brought me back to that word. And he said, Justin, this, this word is just as true as you heard that years ago. It's just as true today. This is just as true today until Jesus returns for the church. The Lord would say to this congregation and those listening that the rest of this year will be days of heaven. The rest of this year in heaven and earth will be known as days of visitation. And he's saying, I will go where I'm welcomed. I will come where I'm believed and I will show where people stand up for me. I wrote this down. What does it mean to welcome? Because he says, I will go where I'm welcomed. What does it mean to welcome? One means to receive with care. It means to take into the heart with honor. It means to gladly receive someone whose arrival brings pleasure. What does he say? I will, I will show up. I will go where I'm welcomed. 
I'll go. I'll go where I'm welcomed. Welcome, what does it mean? To receive with care. It means to take into the heart with honor. It means to gladly receive someone whose arrival brings pleasure. Wow. Man, I'm telling you, when God shows up, his arrival brings pleasure. You know when he's in the room. Another one, it says, to receive and give attention to an honored guest. When I, when I treat someone as, and receive them and give attention as an honored guest, well, I'm making them feel welcomed. And what is this word by the Holy Spirit to say? I will go where I'm welcomed. Ah, just lift your hands. Oh, Father, you're welcome here. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Thank you, Father. Let's go over one chapter to Luke chapter 2. Verse 25. Now with that thought in mind, treating as an honored guest, receive, give attention to an honored guest, gladly receive someone whose arrival brings pleasure, to take into the heart with honor and to receive with care. Luke two twenty-five says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, And it says, waiting, he was waiting, say waiting, Waiting. for the consolation of Israel. Man, he was a just man. He was a devout man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Man, think about that. He, He was a just man, a devout man, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The word waiting here, he was expecting. He was gladly waiting for someone's arrival who brings pleasure. He was waiting, Pastor Phil, for the consolation of Israel. The word consolation means comfort. Restoration. Here, this man that was from, from a young man as, a, as someone that operated in the priest's office, and he was, he was devoted. It said he was just and devout, meaning this was his life. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was expecting the one that's going to come and bring comfort to Israel. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and he said, Lord, how you are letting your servant depart in peace. Now, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Meaning what I was waiting for, I've seen it. 
What I was expecting, I saw it. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared before the face of all people. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. A man that was waiting for a visitation. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Think about this. This man's waiting profited my life. This man's hunger brought to pass a visitation, Vic. When we were standing there and just worshiping the Lord and I, and I, and I, and the Lord brought this scripture up into my heart and, and I was thinking about it and, and, and saying, you know, the people in my community need my expectation. The people in my community need my hunger. The people in my community need my expectation. Your hunger for God isn't just for you. We keep reading here. We we go down this next section here in verse 36. It says, now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phineo of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years. Who did not depart, she did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming, uh, coming in, that instant she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those. Now listen, coming in, that instant she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him. She spoke of him to all those who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. This word look is the same word that it says of Simeon, he waited. They're the same Greek word. So here we had a group, all those that were waiting for the consolation. Now in in Simeon, when he talks about Simeon, it said waiting for the consolation of Israel. In Anna's, what she said about her, it says she looked for the redemption of Israel. Of Jerusalem. So you had this whole group of people. So Simeon wasn't the only one. Anna wasn't the only one. But it was all those that were looking for. Waiting and expecting redemption. Wow. What will your hunger bring to pass. In other people's lives. So revival is about God manifesting himself, bringing about a visitation that changes other people's lives. If you look at every great revival that took place, that it may have started in in, in a room with a small group of people, but the whole point was for it to go out into the streets and change the entire community. 
But that will never happen if the hunger isn't within the people. It was all, it said, and all those that were waiting for the consolation, all those waiting for the redemption of Israel. Wow. Thank you, Father. Go to Isaiah 49. Thank you, Father. When Jesus came on the scene, and this was a fulfillment for Simeon, a fulfillment for Anna, God's people were under every kind of oppression. Mentally, physically, financially oppressed in every way you can imagine. Yet through it all, they had a hunger. For the fulfillment of what the Father spoke. Fulfillment of what the prophets, the forefathers had spoken. Thank you, Father. Isaiah 49. Thank you, Father. Verse 1. says, Listen, O coastlands, to me, and take heed, you people from afar, The Lord has called me from the womb. Now listen to this. Listen, no coastlands to me and take heed, you peoples from afar. See, this is talking about not just distance, but it's talking about time. See, why were Anna and Simeon waiting for these things? Why? Because they had a word to hold on to. They had prophecies to hold on to. He says in verse 2, And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft in his quiver. He has hidden me. And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I have glorified, who I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing and to no purpose. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord. See, I believe this is talking about Jesus. This is talking about Jesus, because if you go farther up, I didn't finish reading verse 1, but he says, the, the Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother's, from my uh, matrix of my mother, he has, he, has men, he has made mention of my name. And you shall call his name Emmanuel. So th- this is referring to Jesus. Now stay with me here. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. It is too small of a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the, perverse one, the, the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my, that, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. So what is it saying? This one that's going to come from the mother's womb? He goes, it's too light a thing if we just talk about you bringing back the, the children of Jacob. 
It's too much more. It's so much greater that you're also going to go out and be my salvation to the Gentiles, to the ends of the earth. Verse seven, thus says the Lord, the redeemer of Israel, their holy one to him whom man despises to him whom the nations abhor to the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship because of the Lord who is faithful the Holy One of Israel, and He's chosen you. Now listen to this. Thus says the Lord, in an an acceptable time, I've heard you. So if they heard them, then there must have been a cry of hunger first. Now stay with me. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time, I've heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritage that you may say to the prisoner, go forth. So this Jesus that's going to come, this Jesus that's going to come is going to be a response to people that are hungry. And what's going to happen is you're going to say to the prisoner, go forth. I want to say you to, I want to say to you tonight what Jesus wants you to know that if you're a prisoner, he's telling you it's time for you to go free. See, it's time for you to go free. So this prophetic word is all about what's going to be said from this son that's going to come. And what he's going to say is, is it's time for, say to the prisoner, it's time to go forth. It's time for you to go free. So Anna and Simeon, they had prophecies to hold on to. And they're saying, hey, I'm waiting for this to come to pass. I'm waiting for this to come to pass. Church, Lord, there's things that I'm pressing into as your pastor that are that I'm believing that this community that that our church will experience. I want are are you going to go with me? Are you going to go with us to what God desires for this entire community? And that is to go free. Some of you, yes, pastor, yeah, yeah, I'm really hungry, pastor. Go to Isaiah 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 16. It says, There will be a highway for the remnant of his people who will be left from Assyria as it was for Israel in the day that he came from the land of Egypt. There will be a highway. This is a chapter 11, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse 16, sorry. I'm going to get to chapter 12. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people, meaning there's going to be a way through. Let's look at chapter 12, verse 1. And in that day, you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, 
is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. Verse 2 again. Behold, God is my salvation. Another word for that is victory. Behold, God is my victory. And because he's my victory, I will trust and I won't be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He's the one that makes me strong and he's my song, meaning he's the object of my praise. That's what the word song there means, the object of my praise. You see, Anna and Simeon, they're holding on to words. They're holding on to prophecies. They're holding on to prophetic scriptures. They're holding on to things that God promises long ago would take place. So Simeon and Anna are holding on to the fact that, hey, you're going to make a highway. You're going to give us access out of this bondage. You're going to give us access out of, of, of what's happening. And Lord, I'm, I'm, we're waiting for the consolation of Israel. We're waiting and we're looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And they're saying, look, look you're going to be my strength and my song. You're going to be my praise. You're going to be the one I look to. Verse 3 says, therefore. Why would he say that? Therefore. Because God's my salvation, therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. The word joy there is a word, is exaltation, exaltation. And I, I wrote this down. It means the act of elevating something or someone. It means it's a feeling of triumphant elation. So what does it say? Because God's my, my, my strength in my song, because he's my victory, he's my salvation, therefore, because of that, I'm going to, with joy, with, with uh, elevating him, with exalting him, with praising him, with worshiping, with feeling this triumphant elation, I'm going to draw water out of the wells of victory. Verse, it says, and in that day you will say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his deeds among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Go to Luke chapter 4. Worship team, you can come back up. I'm just sowing the word. Luke chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So what Anna and Simeon were pressing into was this acceptable day. I want want you to know that just like it was an acceptable day then, it's an acceptable day now. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 says, So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, 
he found the place where it was written. Now listen to this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You see, this is, this is the fulfillment of someone's hunger. This is the fulfillment of someone's expectation. This is a fulfillment of someone saying, we aren't satisfied until we see the fulfillment of everything he's promised. We're not satisfied until we see this highway that's made. We're not satisfied until we have the ability to draw from the wells of salvation. We're not satisfied until until we can can rest knowing that, 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 hey, that the prisoner can go forth. But you and I, he's already come. And he's still working and moving today. He's still desiring to manifest himself as strength, as a restorer. As your comfort. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up as his custom was. And he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath and he stood up and he read. And it was handed to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book. He found the place that it was written. See, these were something that was written before. These are, these are the things that they were holding on to because they were believing for manifestation. Verse 18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And we know this is Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And what? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Bottom line of what I'm depositing in our hearts tonight, that right now is the acceptable time. Right now is the acceptable time for our community. Right now is the acceptable time for you. Right now is the acceptable time for, for all that God has for you right now. We're not waiting for another. We're writing. The acceptable time is right now. This is days of visitation. And he will go where he's welcomed. He will show up where people stand up for him. He will go where people believe and rest their faith in him. These are days of visitation. This is the acceptable time. This is the acceptable time. Verse 20 says, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and he sat down. Now listen, and all the eyes who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. What did we say in Luke 2 where it said, They were looking for the redemption of Israel. This group of people have been waiting for this. And this was the, this was a place where, where we know through, through history would tell us that there was an empty chair that was set up on the, they called it the seat for our terminology. It was the seat for the Messiah to sit in and no one sat in that chair. It was something they gave room for, waiting for the Messiah to come. 
expecting the Messiah to show up and deliver God's people. So there's so much more in the story than Jesus read Isaiah 61. And then he all the eyes, he goes, he sat down and said, all the eyes were fastened on him. There was so much more than, than just, you know, he read that and sitting down message is over. No. Why was it so important that it said their eyes were fastened on him because he sat in a seat that no one ever sat in all of a sudden. And then what does he say? He says this, he goes today, this scripture, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. So we're not waiting for another acceptable day. The acceptable day was fulfilled. What Isaiah 49 talked about, it is, it's, it's here. The acceptable day is here. Stand to your feet. And I want to, I'm going to read this. Hallelujah. Now is the acceptable time for your healing. Now is the acceptable time for you to make changes. Now, there's no better time than right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's verse 12. Actually, look at verse 11. It says, but now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days, says the Lord of hosts. For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit. The ground shall give her increase. And the heaven shall. Heaven shall give their due. Wow. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. You know what? You're the remnant. We're the remnant. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. And it shall come to pass that just as you were a curse. Now listen, just as you were a curse among the nations. O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you and you shall be a blessing. Once you were a symbol that represented the curse, but now you're going to be a symbol of blessing. Once you were a symbol and source of the curse, now you're going to be a symbol and a source of the blessing. Hallelujah. See, when Jesus stood up and declared, now is the acceptable day of the Lord. What was he saying? Hey, the remnant is here. The remnant is here. The remnant is here. And when Jesus went and he took it all the way to the death of the cross and he rose up out of the grave and he went and sat on the mercy seat. He was saying, hey, now this remnant. 
They are a source of the blessing. When people looked at them and they, they, they would see, oh, oh, they're, they're cursed. Now people look at them and they're saying, oh, they're the blessed. Why? Because today's the acceptable day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The Lord would say unto us tonight and all those that are listening that the rest of this year and heaven and the earth will be known as days of visitation. I will go where I'm welcomed because today is the acceptable day. I will come where I'm believed because today is the acceptable day. And I will show up where people stand up for me because today is the acceptable day. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.